Aaron Pettit is with us today for Applaudable Perspectives, and we've just had the most lovely visit, so I'm getting to know her a little bit better. Um, she actually, tell tell everyone why you're here and, and um, who in my office do you work with and how, how we all got to know one another. And uh, anyway, Erin Aaron is a fascinating woman, and welcome to Applaudable Perspectives. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, uh, Mark Logsdon, the greatest, uh, connected us. He works here in your office, and he is a part of SOLID with me and serves on the board uh, that I serve as president on, and he's become a great friend, a great like mentor, mentee, both ways, and just a great peer, rather, is, is a better word, and someone that is just fantastic. He's one of my favorite people. I just feel so blessed. And Beverly Keel introduced us, so I will be forever grateful to Miss Beverly. Um, tell us, since you touched on SOLID, what is SOLID? What is that about? SOLID is the Society of Leaders in Development, which is a nonprofit organization here in Nashville and in... We have alumni all over the country. But to start in Nashville? Yes, it started in Nashville. So do you have like chapters or no? We just have the Nashville, just Nashville. location. Yep, but we do have members who are in other cities. Gotcha. So okay. you can live in other cities to be part of it. And do you have to be in the music industry? Yes. Okay. And so it's the leaders in development. So you have to be in the music industry in the business side of it. And okay. it's a networking, education, philanthropic event um, organization mm -hmm. for people who are in their second to 10th year of being in their careers mm -hmm. to get to know one another, to network, because with the world being such a big world, the music industry is a very small place. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. people that we've gotten to know, that I've been able to get to know from when I started in Solid seven years ago when we were both up and comers, I guess. Mm -hmm. Now we do business together. We and do business, sure. And and we're friends, and it's 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 great. So, Aaron, you're from uh, Miami, Florida, originally, and you've lived in Asheville the, for the last thirteen or so years. Uh, you went to MTSU, and you have a degree in music business, as does Mark. And then you went into business management, which is like how amazing, how lucky that you actually got a job in your chosen career studies, which is amazing. So you started out, which which company did you start out with? I started out at Flood Bumstead or FBMM. And funny how I got into that. I originally went to school to become an attorney, an entertainment oh, attorney. okay. And realized that I didn't want to go into law okay. uh, as I was about to graduate. And so I went to a panel at MTSU that they were hosting where there were three or there were four speakers, and one of those speakers was Julie Bose from mm -hmm. FBMM. Mm -hmm. And there was a an artist manager up there, a label person up there, three men and this woman, woman. And it was interesting that she was the last one to speak, and these three people, or these, th these three others were name-dropping and doing all these things, and her first sentence was, I can't tell you about my clients because of the nature of the what business. I do, mm -hmm. but the cool what I had to do last week was try and get a kangaroo on an airplane, ah! and <laughs> it was just it was so gripping to hear her and just to hear her talk about it and just her passion for what she did and still does and just the confidence that she just exuded. exuded. Mm -hmm. Um, and her, her knowledge, it, it, 
it, she it, still to this day is one of my mentors and I'm forever it. grateful for her. I love it. So, so you, you did that for several years and then you moved into another firm. Um, and I guess tell our listeners what a business manager does. Cause I've been an artist manager. I've been a PR marketing person. You had a different role and you're dealing with numbers and you're dealing with budgets. And yes. so there's a ton of stuff that a business manager handles D- dive into that a little bit. And, and you also have uh, firsthand knowledge of very proprietary information, yep. personal information, tax information, etc. So I described to people who are like, what, what is a business manager? Because most people know, okay, there is an artist manager, there's an agent, there's a label. I describe it as if you think of a regular business, not necessarily um, in the music industry, but you have a CEO, mm-hmm. a COO, and a CFO, F-O. and those three people or roles create that trifecta. And so if you translate that into an artist's world, they the artist is the CEO, mm-hmm. I am the CFO as the business manager, mm-hmm. and the COO is the artist manager. Gotcha. And okay. the, three of us create that trifecta to keep business rolling. Yeah, yeah. And And it's important to have really good communication. Yes, it's great communication and and really work together to accomplish the goals of the company and the goals of the artist. And I've been fortunate to work with a lot of artists that I feel very passionate about and Mm -hmm. that, and that's, I'm choosy when I pick the artists that I work with Mm -hmm. or, or the companies that I work with because I've want to believe in what I'm doing. Give some basic, we were talking sort of your philosophy, my philosophy with, with approaching money. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've had challenges with keeping people on a budget, had challenges with maybe someone goes from having struggling to then having the benefit of making some money. Now, how do you handle that? How do you handle that money? How do you make sure that there's savings? How do you make sure that their taxes are taken care of? I mean, you're negotiating bus leases. People decide to buy a new home. People decide to get married. People are putting kids through school. People get a divorce, and then you have to deal with the ramifications of that. Is there something, some some kind of tips that you can give just in basic finance as you're dealing with people? If I said to you, you yeah. know what, Aaron, I need some financial help and I need advice. How how would you advise that I structure my finances to have a happy, wonderful, non-stressful life? Well, that's so. What a business manager does and what I do is handle all of those behind the scenes money-related, business operation-related, even HR, of course, that's including taxes, handle all of those things from the business side and on their personal side, for the most part, sometimes. And um, and how so are you compensated, they, typically? Are you hourly fee? Is there a, a, a retainer every month? Do you get a percentage of earnings? How do you normally, or is it just depend it, on what's negotiated? It depends on what's negotiated. Most business managers, I would say, function under a commission-based structure. Mm-hmm. It's like but, 5%? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I get to do all of those things behind the scenes and take that burden off of the artist so that they can focus on the creative. Mm-hmm. They can focus on their songwriting. I my entire life philosophy is really surrounding yourself with the team and surrounding yourself with 
people who are experts in different fields so that you t come together and create mm. that. So I'm able to help the artist by taking those kind of mundane money type thoughts, operations, boring type, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. things off of their plate so they can focus on their songwriting, their creative, mm -hmm. their recording and everything like that. And um, advice that I would give to an artist is surround yourself with a team and surround yourself with someone who's passionate about you and passionate about what you're doing. How um, can you trust them? Because I've heard horror stories of people that have been ripped off by nefarious artist managers, nefarious business managers, and I would say, and please if anyone's listening, I don't want to insult anyone, but I would say in general the creative community um, is not always right brain, left brain integrated. They're creative, mm -hmm. they're very uh, right brained, and that's what they feel, their comfort zone and where their passion is. And so it would be very easy, especially if you're traveling a lot, and you thinking everything is being looked after, and then you have a wake-up call, and it's like, oh, God, someone's been skimming my money, or someone hasn't paid my taxes. And how can a, someone sort of... Of course, terrible things happen. Uh, but is there a way that you can sort of, to the, best, mm -hmm. to the best of your ability, spot check, check people's reputations? Um, is, I, it, is it about basically asking other artists, like, do you work with so-and-so, and is that one way to go? I mean, just like any relationship, transparency is important, and there's a vibe. Being a business manager, it's a very intimate relationship, you, would, you could say, because money is a sensitive topic. Sure. And uh, when you're doing the business finances like, and, and their personal life, Money really has to do with everything, the good things, the bad things. Sure. Um, to, touch, to touch on what you asked about kind of how do you pick a business manager, it's, it's a vibe. Mm -hmm. um, like when you meet with someone and you have that gut feeling that it works and that they're feel, it feels family oriented. Mm -hmm. For me, that's what I look for in an mm -hmm. artist when I'm sitting with them. Like, all right, we are a team. Mm -hmm. And... So making sure you have that vibe, but then also that there's a transparency that they are honest with you, mm -hmm. and that um, no and surprises because you, you can't right. you can't stopgap if you don't know all the information. You right. need to know. We need to know if somebody if someone has an addiction problem for or whatever. And yeah. you, know, you need to know all that, and it's it's very painful to go through some of that, but. Uh, they um, they need help. They need help when they when when they're trying to be a superstar. When they're mm -hmm. trying to make it, and it's very labor intensive to be a star. <laughs> yep, and it's, it's hard to handle the pressure of of stardom. If you have, if you're lucky enough to get it, it's hard to handle it. Mm -hmm. And the pressure like of of money and the social pressures that you know when you when you reach that fame, you're trying to to use your phrase keep up with the Joneses sometimes, and you have that pressure and. Mm -hmm it's important for you to have someone in your court, a business manager in your team, to be able to make sure that you're not spending frivolously. Mm -hmm. And what I like to say is, my job is to give the artist guidance mm -hmm. and advice. And mm -hmm. say, here's option A, if you spend a million dollars here, or here's option B, if you only spend $700,000 and Mm -hmm. This is the difference. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, it's the artist's choice. Sure. And they can, it's their money and they can do with what they want. Mm -hmm. And just like a creative manager, an artist manager, 
they give guidance, they give advice. And if the artist is like, no, I don't want to take your advice. It's their decision. They're the mm -hmm. ones who are art. Or what you path. could do is, is you could say, okay, if you do this, mm -hmm. here's how many shows you have to mm -hmm. play in order to compensate that. Here's what we're going to, here's how we're going to have to, we're going to have to, if you buy this, we're going to have to sell that yep. in order. And maybe that becomes more uh, easy to digest, if you will. Mm -hmm. And we were talking earlier about work-life balance. And so from an artist's perspective, it's exactly what you just said of, if you have this lifestyle that you're living and you have, especially as you become larger, your lifestyle just increases or if you have a family. Well, it doesn't you, have to, but it, it, oft, to. it often right. does. It depends on what your priorities are. Right. Priorities. I mean, there are some people that live simply. Mm -hmm. That's, they don't want to have three and four houses and they don't want to have a Maserati and a whatever, fill in the blank, Lamborghini. They so don't what, need to have that. So with the, as a business manager, we sit down and we analyze that and we let the artist know this is what your spending is. Mm -hmm. So in order for you to live the lifestyle that you're currently living and maintain that, mm -hmm. you have to have X amount of shows. You have to bring in this much money. That means you have to bring in X amount of shows. So depending on how an artist lives, that could be one or two shows, or that could be you need to have a show, you need to work 250 dates a year. Sure, sure. Which... It's giving them that information in that, that and they can make option. that choice. Yeah, right. But um, to touch on it too, when you have a newer artist who's up and coming, uh, an artist's career, I would say, arcs. It's like seven years from mm -hmm. start to where you are just recording, getting your label deals, mm -hmm. your songwriter deals, to your peak into your downfall mm -hmm. on an average. On if, an average. If you're fortunate enough to be, you know, the Eric Churches or the Pearl Jams who I've been fortunate enough to work with, mm -hmm. then it's a longer career than that. Sure. You, you know, Pearl Jams has been around for 31 years. Sure. sure. And... But you still so see those artists, and, and there's artists that we all know, they don't get on. They come back together because they all need money, <laughs> and they go and tour. And we've seen it over and over again. Um, yeah. And as a business, it, and for me, I want, my goal is to, during that peak of them earning all of their money, to set them up so that regardless of how old they are, they're able to sustain a reasonable lifestyle mm -hmm. and prepare for retirement. Retirement, sure. Because they're all owners of companies. They don't have employers exactly. who pay them. They don't have employers. They have employees. Right, right. So they're having to pay for the livelihood of their their they are the CEO. They're right. the employer. Sure. And, and they have insurance to right. pay and everything else. Right. Yeah. Things that if, if you're not um, a business owner, you might not think of necessarily. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's making sure that they're covering all of that, setting themselves up for No surprises. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, if you can, tell me some of the more unusual phone calls you've gotten, that you've, problems that you've had to solve or... I mean, you, you mentioned that your mentor had to get a kangaroo on a plane. Yeah. What what would surprise people? I mean, it's not just bus rentals. What else have you it's, had to deal with? So there's international travel, which mm. is interesting. Things that you wouldn't think of, like universal health care in other countries that's not here. So mm -hmm. when someone comes and is touring who's an international artist touring in the United States, their insurance doesn't apply here. Mm -hmm. And What if something happens to them? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So... They also don't, like, I had an artist call me once 
and he called me and he had he said he had a runny nose and he had a cold and he didn't know what to do and he was an international artist and and at first I was like what what do you mean and then it clicked that in in other countries they go to a clinic exactly they go to a clinic and here that that's not the same thing. I I've kicked into a maternal, very mm-hmm. maternal <laughs> mode at that point, which mm-hmm. I don't have kids, so I call them my, my yeah, kids, me my too. Clients, yeah, yeah, I get it. Because mm-hmm. because that's how I feel. I want to. So what'd you do? Them what'd you do? Them. What'd you do for them? Um, I sent them to a walk-in clinic at Walgreens, or maybe it was CVS. Okay, but so they were here. Yeah, they were here they were in already the here. US. Oh. Uh, but then, on the flip side, traveling to other countries um, when they're crossing the border into Canada one thing is a as the artist their employees have to be able to travel internationally mm-hmm. and you can't cross the border into Canada even with like a speeding ticket oh or, or oh. there there are some really really interesting rules Canada's tough yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so getting that phone call of saying hey we had to leave so and so at the border because they couldn't cross the border and then we had to hire someone's for the next night in Canada while we were there and those types of things. So I I always say that it's important to live within your means. And to me, it's like time is really valuable. So if I don't want everything, then I don't have to work all the time trying to pay for everything. Mm -hmm. So it's about adjusting where, where do I find my joy? Well, I find joy not having maxed out credit cards and <laughs> find joy not having debt. I like to live debt free. I like to have cash on hand in case there's a problem and I need to pay for something. That's just me. Um, but I, I'm not like everyone else. You know, I don't have an Amazon. I'm not or- ordering stuff all the time off of Amazon. There's nothing wrong with that, but you You're know, lucky. I'm an Amazon. I love Amazon. It's Do like you? Christmas for I me. Don't need, <laughs> but I don't need that stuff. There's right. nothing I really need or want. If I really want it, I will. I mean, it's not that I don't deny myself, right. but, um, so going forward, you've worked at two, two firms. You're, you're very involved with a solid, you are uh, very athletic. So you talk about what some of what, like how you find balance in your life with regards to staying healthy mentally and physically. What do yeah. you do? Um, I try and find things that bring me joy that can kind of I can remove myself and have me time mm-hmm. from the daily grind, which in this industry can sometimes be 24 seven, sure. especially when you're working with artists who travel internationally, you're having to accommodate the time zones that they're in. Sure. And in, you know, having that mutual respect between an artist and myself of realizing that we're, we're both people mm-hmm. and we need we we res- we mutually respect each other's boundaries there when you it go. comes to like mm-hmm. if, I, if it's I, not an emergency, don't call right. me at two in the morning. Exactly, and so when I, when I do have an artist who calls me at two in the morning, I do answer because we have that mutual respect for one another. Mm-hmm. Where there really is an emergency if they're calling me at that sure, time, sure, mm-hmm. um, and setting those those expectations up front, and in the same goes. In the other respect, like I'm not going to call them at 7 a.m. when I start my day because they might be sleeping. You yeah, know, kind sure. of because they played a gig exactly. last night. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, 
So I find different ways to escape. And part of that is working out. A part of that is traveling. I love to travel. Mm -hmm. Um, We were talking about Goodwill thrift shopping earlier. (laughs) I like finding all of the... All to treasure hunt. Yeah, exactly. I'm, Where I'm, was the last place you went uh, traveling? The last place? I was in Florida uh, in the Keys in Key Largo. Oh, love um, it. Two weeks ago. Nice. For the weekend. Uh, my best friend and I went down there with my little dog. And oh, I love we it. enjoyed some, some sunshine, which was great. Love um, it. So I love to travel. And uh, I... I Peloton and I bought. You look like you Peloton. Thank you could you. do a Peloton commercial. I'm shocked that I'm not wearing a Peloton logo right now. Mark would be shocked if he walked in here. He he would ask where my Peloton logo is because I I live in those. So clothes. it works. Yeah, Peloton works. Yeah. Yes, okay. and during I got it right before COVID, and it helped so much sure. during COVID, where sure. there were no gyms, there was nothing, and you couldn't leave the house. So I used that as a as an escape to bring me joy and i also am involved in philanthropy with solid and serving as solid's president and i said i boxed a few years ago in rumble on the row against nikki boone hey nikki you're the best girl um and it was an amazing experience it was mentally challenging and physically challenging and so much growth and it was an experience that is absolutely epic. Um, one of my former employees who worked with me at at Flood, he boxed in it last week. I love it. And he won. Go trip. Um, so proud of him. And it's it's an amazing experience. So you you've been at Solid since 2016, and I've told from my stellar staff that you've broken many records for the organization and. And then you just had a 25th anniversary gala, which was last year, last year. the end of last year. What what are kind of like the goals for Solid for 2023? What would you like to see happen? You want to get your enrollment up? You want to give more money, disperse more money? Tell, tell us a little bit about that. And I know one of the things that you're really interested in is mental health awareness. Mm-hmm. So touch on that a little bit. Yeah. So we've accomplished so many things over the past 25 years. And coming into 2023, we really want to set a precedent for and continue to grow the organization, continue to be a strong organization like we already are within this community, but also with all of our vast alumni. And that we do that through four different things. We do that through philanthropy. We do that through networking. We do that through fundraising. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I say philanthropy, I mean like volunteering, community outreach Mm -hmm. type, um, and just awareness. And mental health is something that is, I'm personally very Mm -hmm. aware of, very passionate about. And this is our first year back in doing almost everything, I would say, in person. Mm -hmm. And so making sure that people my goal and the e-board's goal is to make sure that people feel connectedness because that was something when we switched to virtual a few mm-hmm. years back that, I mean, everybody experienced disconnected. Sure, and sure. Isolation. Isolation, mm-hmm. feeling alone, and really getting back in person and making sure that Solid is providing opportunities to grow opportunities to network but also a safe space to like be vulnerable Mm -hmm. because sometimes 
when especially people who don't work in the industry can look at you and say, oh, well, you go to concerts all the time for yeah. like a living just it, because yeah. they don't understand what it means to work in the music industry. Yes. And it's not as glamorous no. as it might seem. So, And it's not that easy to be successful in it. Mm -hmm. And so I, I hate when people kind of marginalize and they... yeah. And it's really hard to be a CEO or a CFO in the mm -hmm. music business, for sure. And so for all of our members to create a safe space to grow in whatever way they need to, whether that's personally, within their career, mentally, to, to find that friendship, to find that connectedness. To and to find, be respected. Yeah, mm -hmm. to be respected, to also learn, like... Mm -hmm about the community, about philanthropy, about giving back. Um, what uh, what are some of the places that Solid has been involved with, with philanthropy? Where, where have you given your money? Or, or the various organizations? The, over the tw past 25 years, it's a very long list. Um, and back in 20... Just touch on a few. Yeah, so mm -hmm. Music Cares, NAMAM... Uh, the Black Coalition Music Alliance, uh, the Country Music Hall of Fame. I mentioned Music Cares, um, Porter's Call. Porter's Call. We work with w. Porter's Call. Smith. We worked on, with Porter's mm -hmm. Call on uh, the road to Nashville, actually. They were one of our oh, sources yeah. that we work with. Yeah, they're wonderful. And Second Harvest Food Bank, mm -hmm. uh, on the Onsite Foundation. It's all over. It's 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 all over the place, but while still focusing in in the music vein, and the way that we choose those is what the organization is passionate about. So it can change, and it's not the same every single year mm -hmm. because there are other organizations that have needs a, a, a stronger need at that time. So you query your members or, where the focus needs to be for yeah, that particular and the, and year. The board. I see. Yes. The board. Okay. So because the. As we joke earlier, where solid is, is a time commitment. It and everything is what you make of it. So if mm -hmm. you if if you put you put in what you want to get out mm -hmm. of it, mm -hmm. and and it's important for for you to do and, and feel that fulfillment mm -hmm. for for every person who's a part of the organization to feel like they're doing good mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and that's different for everyone so and it changes from and you have how many members roughly for some active members we have about 200 250 mm -hmm. okay and the 25 years of alumni now is up to 1300 wow that's and, great and it spans all over the place like Carrie Edwards was one of our founding members who mm -hmm. is an incredible mentor a great a great strong woman in this music industry mm -hmm. as a manager for Luke Bryan and mm -hmm. Colson Dell and um and she's just to name one mm -hmm. of the founders mm, that's um, wonderful I love to see women excelling because when I moved here and, and just when I started my career in New York, there weren't a lot of female role models that were in executive positions. There were a handful, but not that many. And so it's really exciting to see that the glass ceiling has been shattered and that it, it shouldn't even be about sex or race. It's just It should be about qualifications mm -hmm. and ability and tenacity. Yep. It's about contributing to and working together as a team regardless of of where your background is, mm -hmm. what you're where you're from, who it's all about mm -hmm. working towards that common goal. 
You also were telling me something else that you do that you like to use your hands to create as oh. a stress relief, which I think is kind of surprising. I love it. You sew, that you were taught yes. to sew by your who? Uh, my grandmother taught me to sew. I love it. Um, because when I was younger, I was not as active and fit as I am now. I didn't want to go outside. I didn't want to go play outside. Aww. I wanted to do things inside. Okay. And so my grandmother, we would do arts and crafts. And I love it. And she taught me how to sew. I know how to embroider. Wow. I mean, yeah, me too. I know I how to embroider. I couldn't quilt you a quilt if you asked me to. I'm not that skilled, but I can tailor things. And wow. for my boxing match, the I got some bedazzled shorts because I love glitter and sparkle yeah. and all yeah. of that. And the day before the refs were like, you can't have that fabric. So I went over to Joanne Fabrics, got some fabric to cover it up. And the night before my boxing match two years ago, I was sewing up these shorts. I with, love it. Yeah. So it's, it's a great stress relief for me. And I like puzzles. You too, like to puzzle with my hands. Is that right? Yes. So, let me uh, ask you, Aaron, a little of some of the best advice that you might have received over the years. And sometimes people say, yeah, this is the advice I was given and I wish I took it. So it can be that too. Um, if you'd like to sort of tell our listeners, and it can be personal advice, it can be music industry advice, but I think at this juncture of your life, and you've had peaks and valleys and disappointments, mm -hmm. and we all have, it builds resilience, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. It does. It builds resilience. And um, I mean, so many people have given me really great advice, but and, and now I feel like I'm giving advice and some of those same pieces of advice mm -hmm. to my teams mm -hmm. that I work with and to, to the next the next generation of people that are up and coming. Um, and some of those things are to to fight for yourself be confident like don't let anyone bully you mm, um, mm -hmm. really be confident and speak up if you see something say something don't mm -hmm. be someone to cower in the corner sometimes if you let it go and you let it go and you let it go it's almost like you nip it in the bud i think that's what has to happen don't you yeah or or it builds up and it's a bigger deal than it might need to be mm -hmm. instead of just addressing that conflict immediately. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And some people communicate really differently. Like I'm, I'm from New York and I'm a Sagittarian and I never mean to be rude. And I realized moving here that there's a different uh, cadence sometimes mm -hmm. with speaking and I, I have had to learn to speak a little slower and mm -hmm. learn to, you know, I went from MTV where there was a lot of swearing and it's not really appreciated in the buckle of the Bible belt. Yeah. And, um, it's just knowing your audience basically mm -hmm. and, and adjusting and listening to people. Yeah. I think it's important. Really. And that goes back to like surrounding yourself with a team and like a diverse and understanding that people have different backgrounds and you're not always going to agree, but you are working together again for that common goal. I feel like I've said that three times, but no, 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 no it's good. <laughs> it's, it's something that I'm pat. I mean, that's mm -hmm. important to me and you know, that work life balance, establishing that that's very important, Yes, but being in the integrity, having integrity mm -hmm. with your work, mm -hmm. with your work, with yourself, there you go. Keeping promises to yourself, mm -hmm. I think, is but it was very hard for me. I would keep promises for everyone else. Yep. 
but myself I would put second all the time you yeah know? and and recently and I've touched on the mental health thing but recently I've been trying to for myself and just accept myself accept mm. yourself for your flaws or accept, I'm accepting myself for my flaws I recognize the things that I'm strong at the things that I'm not so strong at mm-hmm. so I surround myself with people who can help me mm-hmm. with that who have that um, skill set too a different skill set right that they have. can build me up when I need to be built up or who who I can build up and I can do that back and really having those genuine connections because priorities are can be foggy when you first are mm-hmm. graduating from college mm-hmm. to growing in through your 20s into your 30s and then even later in life and if you're always true to yourself and you're kind then mm-hmm. you know hopefully happiness will prosper happiness happiness, you know? yeah, happiness comes to you yeah. yeah no i think that's really good advice you are wonderful. Oh, I'm very grateful yes, that you took you time so from much. your be- busy schedule. And I feel like I need to uh, walk more and do more and stretch more. I'm looking at you <laughs> and uh, breathe. And, you know, we all learned a lot over the last few years, haven't we? So it's like, yes. I think it's new and improved and yes. um, onward and upward. Yes. Erin Pettit, well, thank you so please much, keep in touch. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. And I appreciate the forum and the space to share and just to talk with you and of course. get to know you better. And My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. Thank care. you. And God bless. Godspeed to well-wishing. Yes.